0: Before we begin our Torah study tonight, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. We are now in the month of Elul on the Jewish calendar, the Hebrew lunar month, which precedes the high holidays, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, as well as Sukkot and Simchat Torah. Elul is a month of preparation for those holidays when we will stand before God and give an account for ourselves. It's traditionally a time of self-examination and soul searching, as well as a time of peace seeking, seeking peace with God and with our fellow men and women. It's a time of honesty and humility before God and before one another. We examine ourselves in the light of the scriptures and in the light of our personal relationship with our merciful Heavenly Father. Remember, the very first lesson of Torah is that there is a God and he created us and the entire universe as well as the world in which we live. And we're to draw close to him and resist all things which could keep us away from God. The scriptures are given to us by the Lord and are meant to help us have an intimate relationship with Him and to draw close to Him. Through the scriptures we learn that Hashem is not only our creator, He is also our redeemer. And as we prepare for the days of awe, the high holidays, we humble ourselves before the Lord and we confess to Him our need for redemption. A key to this life of faith, is to have an ongoing relationship with God that includes worship and prayer, scripture study and action, service and ministry to God and to people, and fellowship with God's people in the community of faith. If we want to have true north for our spiritual and moral compass, we will draw close to the Lord and be devoted to the scriptures. In this week's Torah portion, we read about the important place that the scriptures were to have for Israel's kings. It's a great lesson for all of us. Deuteronomy chapter 17, verses 18 through 20. It says this, When the king has come to occupy the throne of his kingdom, he is to write a copy of this Torah for himself in a scroll from the one that the Kohanim and the Leviim, the priests and the Levites use. He's to copy the Torah by hand onto a parchment scroll using one of the trusted scrolls which the priests and the Levites have. Verse 19, it's to remain with him. And he is to read in it every day, as long as he lives. So that he will learn to fear Adonai, his God, and keep all the words of this Torah and these laws and obey them. So that he will not think he's better than his kinsmen. And so that he will not turn aside either to the right or to the left from the commands of the Lord, from the mitzvah. In this way, he will prolong his own reign and that of his children in Israel. So this passage tells us that the king needs to invest time and effort. This this can't be done without an investment like that. And it's important to have priorities that are well chosen that focus on the important things and deliver us from the tyranny of the urgent and the unimportant. The king was to read from the scriptures every day, to develop the discipline, to develop the habit, to have patterns and routines that allowed him to spend time every day in the scriptures. And then this phrase, so that, appears three times in the passage. And so that speaks of purpose and causation. The first so that says, so that he will learn to fear the Lord because this is the beginning of wisdom. And so that he will learn to obey the Lord, keeping what is written in Torah, because we learn and we do. And then the next so that is also interesting. It says, so that the king will not think he's better than his kinsman. This habit of reading the word and developing humility before God and integrity before God also produces humility and helps us understand that each of us has equal standing before the Lord. And then the final, so that, is so that he will not turn aside to the right or to the left. He will continue to go straight ahead or as the Hebrew says, yeshar. To be a noble person is to be yeshar, to be a straight person, not to go to the right or the left, to let our yes be yes, our no be no, to go in a straight way. And the scriptures equip us for this purpose. They equip us personally and individually, but they also equip us so that we can benefit other people and we can serve the Lord and other people effectively. That's what 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17 means when it says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for instruction, for conviction, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that the men and women of God may be complete, fully equipped, for every good work. So the scriptures have purpose and they equip us for good work. And they do so by instructing us, convicting us, correcting us and training us so that we can be complete. And the idea is that without the scriptures, we would be incomplete and we wouldn't understand. We would not have the convictions in our spirits in our understanding we wouldn't be corrected and we wouldn't be disciplined and trained in the righteousness of the Lord proverbs 15:23 tells us that a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word that's spoken in due season, how good it is. You see, the scriptures will equip us so that we can speak to other people in a way that will build them up and will also bring correction sometimes. This week's Haftorah from Isaiah proclaims that our prophetic call is to share good news with other people. Isaiah 52 verses 7 and 8 says this, how beautiful or how lovely on the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, proclaiming shalom, bringing good news of good things, announcing salvation and saying to Zion, your God is king. Listen, Your watchmen are raising their voices, shouting for joy together, for they will see before their own eyes Adonai returning to Zion to Zion. So here's the call it's the call of the good news. We are not only called to receive the good news ourselves, we are called to proclaim the good news, to proclaim shalom, to proclaim peace, not just the absence of conflict, but the presence of well being, to bring good news of good things. So we're not just talking abstractly or in principle, but we're telling people concrete good news and to announce salvation, to announce the salvation that is available to us through Messiah, Yeshua, to announce the salvation that God has made available to us. And to say to Zion, your God is king, Malach Elohiach, your God reigns. It's very important that we understand that we're not just saying he's my God, but we're saying to other people, and to our Jewish people, he's your God. We are acknowledging that he's not our private possession. He is our God, he is your God, he is the God of heaven and earth, he is the God of Israel, and he's the God of all the nations. Central to the message of good news is a fact. Yeshua is the Messiah. He's Adonai and he's Mashiach. And this is not just an opinion, it's not just a doctrine, it's based on a reality, a fact. The Brita HaNashah describes it like this, Mark chapter 14, verses 61 and 62 says, again, the high priest, the Kohen HaGadol, questioned Yeshua, are you HaMashiach Ben HaMavarach? Are you the son of the blessed one? Are you Messiah, son of the blessed one? And Yeshua answered, I am. Moreover, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of Ha Gavurah, the power, and coming on the clouds of heaven. So this was one of the occasions when Yeshua was asked a straight question, Are you Messiah, Son of the Blessed One? And he answered straight up, I am. All the good news flows from this fact. And then he also says, you'll see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power or Hagavurah, and coming on the clouds of heaven. That was, that was uh, an idiom of the day by which Jewish people would speak about the Lord, who uh, is God most high, the creator and redeemer, and he is the power coming on the clouds of heaven. So because this is a fact, and because it's not just an opinion or an abstract belief, we can have confidence. So let's, let's turn to a scripture that speaks about that from 1 John chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. And when it says who believe, in the name of the Son of God. It's it's not just talking about belief as an idea, but trust and faithfulness, who are faithful to the Son of God. I write these things to you so that you may know for sure that you have eternal life. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he, hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask this way, we know that we have the requests that we have asked from him. So this is a declaration that we can have real confidence and security with the Lord. How so? By fellowshipping with the Lord, by abiding in him, by allowing his word to abide in us, we can come to him with confidence and we can pray according to his will and know that he hears us and that he will answer us. We can learn to pray according to the will of God, not my will, but your will be done Lord on earth as it is in heaven. We can learn to abide in Yeshua and to allow his word to abide in us, that it can can be in our hearts and in our minds, we can meditate on his word, we can mull over his word, we can contemplate it, we can ponder it, we can think about it, we can consider it. And when we are fully engaged with the Lord and with the word of God, Something changes inside of us and our desires are transformed and then conformed to the will of God. And that's why we can ask for what's in our heart because we can ask for what the Lord has put in our heart and we're asking according to his will, not according to our will. And so we can pray according to his will and we know for sure that he hears us. This is an idea that's also connected to what the psalmist wrote about in Psalm chapter 20, verses four and five. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy at your victory and raise a banner in the name of our God, may the Lord grant all your petitions. That resonates with what 1 John 5 is talking about. Isaiah 25 verse nine speaks also about the confidence that we can have and the joy we can have in Messiah. In that day, it will be said, surely this is our God. We have waited for him and he has saved us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. So it's good for us to pray with humility this month, the month of Elul, to examine ourselves with humility and honesty this month, to seek God's shalom, his peace for ourselves and for others around us let's receive this as a blessing from the lord so that each of us can test positive for god's shalom and that we'll be infected with his shalom and even contagious with God's shalom. What does it mean when I say to test positive? It means that you definitely have it. We want to test positive for the shalom of God. We wanna be infected so that it touches us deeply. We wanna be contagious with the shalom of God so that we pass it on to other people. What if we are infecting other people with the shalom of God? That's part of our call. It's part of the good news. Let's embrace that today. Blessed are the peacemakers, the shalom makers, the doers of shalom, they will inherit the earth. That's the message of Messiah Yeshua. In a moment, we'll be closing with Aaron's blessing and then a final worship song. But first, would you consider standing with us financially if this live stream is a blessing to you, or if our Messianic Jewish Teachings podcast or our Beth Israel Messianic Synagogue Sanctuary Services are a blessing to you, or any of our ministries, would you consider blessing our ministry? You can find out all the information on our webpage, bethisraelnow.com slash giving. Let's close with Aaron's blessing. May the Lord bless you. May he keep watch over you and protect you. May the Lord cause the light of his own face to brightly shine upon you. And may the Lord be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his face to you and give you his shalom, his peace in the name of the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, Messiah Yeshua. And we all say, Amen.